I'm Mark Walsh, and coming up on today's show... You know, we want to create a safe and consistent ride for our riders, but also we want to take care of our drivers. So our drivers are all W-2 employees, which allows us to, um, one, train them, do background checks, and also, of course, they get benefits just like anyone else. Health, dental, vision. Welcome to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Network and streaming as a podcast. It's What's Working in Washington. I'm your host, Mark Walsh. Today's show, well, we welcome Kelly Collis. She is the marketing manager for the D.C. market for Alto, a new ride-sharing service that is venture capital-backed that has a great idea, actually hiring drivers and paying their insurance, having a W-2 form and a salary. Crazy, huh? They also are, as she suggests, an elevated brand, which means the cars are logoed, there's special scent, special water, the drivers have uniforms. It's almost like a limo experience at Uber Plus prices. I'm very excited to learn more with Kelly about how the ride-sharing business is moving uptown. Here's our conversation. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Mark. I'm excited to be here and, and share my my new passion um, about Alto and, and our launch uh, story here in D.C. Well, as some of our listeners have already probably figured out, you are not unfamiliar with a microphone in a studio. So before you got into Alto, you were in the radio industry. Uh, y- yes. Um, I've worn many hats in D.C. I'm a native Washingtonian, so I've worked on Capitol Hill. I've worked with a PR firm. But somehow I became friends with... Wait a minute. Capitol Hill? What's what's that? Is that here in D.C.? I know, I right? It's it. a big industry. Yeah. Uh, but somehow I became friends with a radio personality who was actually my neighbor, Tommy McFly, um, over 10 years ago. And uh, when he was in radio and looking for a co-host for the morning show, he's like, you should think about it. I had never been in radio and I, uh, you know, obviously we were able to do it for almost 10 years uh, and it was incredible. I mean, being on, on a morning show in my hometown, it was just a great experience. Nothing like radio, as no. we all know. And now, of course, podcast. Imagine if you, when you started 10 years ago, I guess podcast existed 10 years ago, but it wasn't what it is today. No, it's not. And actually, you know, Tommy and I still do podcast Excellent. about all things DC because we love this town so much. And, you know, it's, it's as you know, radio is a hard habit to kick. Correct. <laughs> Uh, duly noted, and and uh, those who uh, Google my name will find some uh, interesting uh, curly cues of that. But that's that's for another show. But anyway, Alto must have been an incredible opportunity. I mean, clearly the transportation industry writ large, but also the consumer or B two B and B two G and all those sort of those sort of acronyms of how people get around has come under amazing change in the last decade. And I would argue, really, COVID has probably even accelerated it. What brought you to Alto? Well, they, they launched in at the, at the end of December 2021, and I had just heard about them. They were, um, you know, had been in Dallas since 2018, and they were looking to expand into other markets. They chose Washington as one of their launch markets, and I'll get into some of the other markets we're in. But I really liked uh, the startup. I did used to work during the dot-com for a startup, so I have that, like, entrepreneurial spirit. After I left radio, I started my own company. So I, I liked that it was a startup, and I liked that it was an elevated brand. And there's a lot of things that make you feel good about riding an Alto. And I think the the biggest thing is, is you know, we want to create a safe and consistent ride for our riders, but also we want to take care of our drivers. So our drivers are all W-2 employees, which allows us to, um, one, train them, 
do background checks. Yeah. And also, of course, they get benefits just like anyone else. Health, dental, vision, matching 401k. Yeah. Wow. You guys are swimming (laughs) against the tide of uh, prior behavior, which comes under the prior behavior is under a lot of duress with the gig economy. What, uh, if you know, what what was the genesis for the founders and the team and now all of you for, for going that, for taking that step? Sure. Uh, Will Coleman, our founder, he's based out of Dallas, where our headquarters is, was in the travel industry. He worked for McKinsey. He did the consulting for airlines and hotels. And uh, the story goes is that he was tasked by one of his clients to look into mobility with Uber and Lyft and what the challenges they were facing. And that was really the genesis of being like, as we know, you know, it's all become very public. uh, But a couple of years ago, it wasn't really talked about. But there's a lot of issues with Uber and Lyft, not even you know mentioning the gig drivers and some of the safety issues they've had, but it's turning out not to be a viable business model for them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. their stocks are getting slammed. So he came up with Alto um, to really to provide a safe ride. And how do you do that? I've mentioned our hiring our drivers, but we also own our fleet. Got so it. our cars are, of course, cleaned and maintained to safety standards um, that, you know, when you get into an Uber, you don't know when that car has been maintained. Yeah. So the some might argue that it's it's basically a better, more modern, and certainly more technologically efficient version of the old, you know, radio cab that we used to call back in the day. Were incredibly unreliable, and uh, although they were all owned by, I think there was one guy that sort of ran the whole business. But I don't know if you, I'll think of this later what the name of the company was. But this seems to be next gen, maybe sort of doubled next gen ahead of that. Are you often sort of compared to that? Uh, of course. I mean, it, it, for someone that has never heard of Alto, I, I go to, like, everyone's taking a ride share at this point. And yeah. what that experience looks like, having an app on your phone, having a account set up, putting in your location where you're being picked up and being dropped off. Uh, so it is a very similar experience to that. But it is an elevated and a more luxury experience. Um, you know, it, it is with a professional driver, branded cars, clean cars, we are looking for those riders that um, want that experience. Yeah, uh, and so, and safe. Of course. So, what kind of vehicles are we talking about? Well, here in the DC market, we have a Buick Enclave, which Love um, that car. <laughs> uh, which you can't really tell unless you are like really know your cars. Like, yeah, I, I mean, now I'm starting to learn a lot about the travel industry. I'll bet. But they're completely wrapped with our branding, so you you don't necessarily know that you're getting into a, a Buick Enclave. But they're fully loaded. We have a third row seat. So five passengers can fit uh, in. We have charging cords for pretty much every device imaginable. Yeah. Uh, branded water and umbrellas if if you should there need you go. it if it's, if it's raining. And, yeah. And and also we have our own signature scent when you get into the car. Of course you do. Uh, so it, it is sort of this luxury experience yeah. that, that you're getting. And of course having a professionally trained driver. So how many cities now? We're in six. Yeah. So of course Dallas, yep. uh, Houston, L.A., we just expanded uh, into San Francisco. Heard of it. Of course, D.C., yeah. and then Miami. And what's the map for the next five, or is that to be determined, or wh- uh, where are, where's the company on that? Well, right now, we're in the middle of uh, doing a Series C fundraising round. Okay. And I do not have a seat at the table, so I can't give you a lot of details about that. So I think that that's the priority as far as like being able to grow. Yeah. Um, but some of the markets we've identified is Boston and Chicago being the next couple. I was literally about to say those two, two of my favorite cities. But you're already in six of my favorite cities. So, and this may be unfair, the economics of starting a city must be relatively meaningful, i.e. hiring, purchasing the vehicles, all that. 
Is that what you see the Series C probably going towards is the startup cost for a city? Uh, that, and then we also have a commitment to go all electric with all of our vehicles and all of our markets wow. by the end of next year. Really? Yes. So uh, goodbye Enclave. Well, I... <laughs> So to speak. Perhaps, yes. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, I think our CEO, while he's also focused on providing safe rides, yeah. he does have a commitment to um, making the world a cleaner place. And yeah. I, I, this is a big initiative that he's focused on and, and, and talks about often. So by December 2023, the Alto fleet will be electric. Is that what you just... Uh, that's what he's committed to? I'm not putting you in <laughs> yes, the spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, that's what he's committed to. We we have a whole section on our website um, about what that's going to look like. Um, and it, it's exciting. It's, yeah. yeah. But it does have, of course, it's challenges because, you know, electric vehicles also need to be charged. And, you know, so what, does that, what does that look like in other markets? Yeah. We're talking with Kelly Collis here on What's Working in Washington. She's the marketing manager for the D.C. market for Alto, a rideshare Elevated brand, I, that's, I, I like that. I like that term. I haven't really heard that before. An elevated brand in the, in the rideshare market uh, just in six cities in America today. So has your company committed to which electric car or is that to be determined? Uh, again, I don't have a seat at that table. Understood. Um, I, I think that the, the goal is to partner with, um, with a major EV company yeah. and have our vehicles coming off the line with all the safety standards that we have, because we have all sorts of bells and whistles on the cars that yeah. allow us to monitor the driver's um, safety and you know things like sudden acceleration or braking or tight turns, things like that. Yeah, all that crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I owned an electric vehicle, and I purchased the full-service driving package, which is a falsehood, just FYI. <laughs> okay. It doesn't really drive the car. I mean, it sort of does in an eerie way. Uh, but I'll be interested to see. I mean, to me, you guys are a perfect example at Alto of what will the future hold for cars that claim to be full self-driving and sort of aren't. Clearly, you hire drivers, which yes. thank you for having somebody at the wheel. But who knows? <laughs> I mean, you and I may see each other three years from now, and you'll say half our half our fleet is full self-driving because some of these cities are more full self-driving friendly than others. Chicago and Boston are probably tougher, I would argue, than Miami, which is sort of a grid, as you know. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that uh, in the D.C. market have been a little bit different or have, that you and your colleagues have found different in D.C. that may have been from some of the other cities? Let me take a wild guess. Traffic circles. <laughs> uh, well, yes, certainly traffic circles um, and getting our drivers used to driving in D.C. We have about 100 drivers um, wow. here in D.C., uh, but it's also been understanding, you know, I, I kind of compare it. I'm a mom. I've got I've got two stepchildren and, and two of my own, and they all have their different set of challenges and, yeah. and issues and good things and bad things. And I, 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 as I talk to my other colleagues in the other markets, we all are experiencing our own set of challenges based on whatever's going on in the city. So you can imagine in L.A., huge city, I mean, celebrities, Oscars, things like that happen yeah. almost – every week right? right there's an award show or something but for dc it's it's just very different like i mean we're, we're we're talking august and what happens in august in dc and our entire industry leaves as congress goes on recess exactly right it's a yeah. whole ecosystem that just sort of shuts down and then it comes back and you're at a stoplight when 14 limousines come past she was somebody important is driving by <laughs> right the motorcade that's a rite of passage as a yeah. washingtonian yeah for sure so um marketing how did you or your colleagues or maybe by city how does the company get awareness and get some trial? Having a marketing manager in each city is a relatively new concept for Alto, and it's worked out really well. It was really coming out of headquarters. I have an incredible marketing team um, at HQ at Dallas that provide a lot of support and obviously have grown Dallas very 
it's a very strong market for us. It's our most mature market. Um, But having the boots on the ground, having a person that understands the seasonality, the events, the 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 ways to communicate with with the audience in D.C. has been really effective in all of our markets. So in D.C., you know. Right now, we're, we're growing. We're a startup. So writer acquisition and, and having people have the Alto experience is the number one thing I'm focused on. So a lot of that is partnering with events, with galas, with nonprofits, uh, you know. The Kennedy Center the, Honors. The, exactly. The Kennedy Center, right? but I mean, every, any given night at the Kennedy Center, yeah. there's something going on. Yeah. So finding those ways to, to have people have the Alto experience. We're talking with Kelly Collis. She is the marketing manager, as you just heard, for the D.C. market for Alto a venture capital-backed rideshare service that provides an elevated brand experience. I love that phrase. We'll be back with more of our conversation after this. Every week on What's Working in Washington, we talk to power players about innovation in the federal government and how business in the region is keeping us competitive. If you are a D.C. insider and want to know what leaders in other industries are talking about, we give you that insight. If you know someone we should be talking to on our show, let us know. We want perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. You can reach out through our website or through Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. It's What's Working in Washington. We're back with our great guest, Kelly Collis. Kelly is the marketing manager here in the D.C. market for a brand-new venture-backed ride-sharing and transportation service called Alto, as in not Soprano. Alto represents an elevated brand. Great phrase, Kelly. Uh, uh, The experience is far different, in my personal opinion, from what you may be used to with the, the other guys. But let's talk about why you're different. You mentioned earlier you pay the drivers. They're W-2. They have insurance and all that good stuff. They're not gay workers. You have standardization of the cars. Mm-hmm. The cars are branded. They're kept more clean, some would argue, than lots of the other competition. Um, but you mentioned sort of monitoring the drivers and their safety records and stuff. What are some ways that the company does that? Because a little bit of 1984 and Big Brother going on, I'm sure, yes. but but it's it's good for the experience, I'm, I, I would also argue. Yeah, so we have a non-audio camera and inside the car, that's just one feature that is for really the driver and the rider's safety. Uh, we can go back and look at if there's ever any issues um, with either party. Uh, there's also all sorts of, of, of sensors around the car to monitor the, the driver's uh, shift. So at the end of the shift, they get a rating and they're then, you know, kind of trained on whether what they need to improve. Yeah. Uh, and it is, it's really interesting. I've actually ridden an Alto, driven an, a, a, an Alto, and I've, it's like a terrifying experience. And I, you know, I was riding on 695. I had to go over the Wilson Bridge. It was like I hit like every DC thing. And I had, I told uh, our director of operations, I said, do not look at my, my, what my <laughs> safety standard was because I knew I, you know, because the, 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 I will say the one complaint we actually hear from people that ride Altos is that the driver was driving too slow. And I was like, no, the driver was driving the speed limit. Right. And so those are the types of things that we monitor. But sometimes, you know, people are, are very, you know, quick to get from point A to point B. Really? And, I've never seen that in Washington. <laughs> and our drivers just won't, they just won't break the speed limit. Yeah. They're not going to cut people off. The, safety is the number one experience we want for the rider and the driver. Safety. And then it sounds like you also want reliability, which is an element of, of, the, of the monitoring as well. So how... 
have you had a good experience so far in finding drivers? Has it been tough to find the, those those people that want to try out Alto? Uh, we I mean, we have yeah. I mentioned earlier that we have a hundred drivers. I mean, it hasn't been a challenging issue. A lot of them have a very different background. Some of them were in the hospitality business. Some of them were gig drivers. Uh, they it it there's not like sort of a set model. Um, but what's really great is that we've developed a culture that people are excited to come to work. We have yeah. a depot in Alexandria, Virginia, where we keep our cars. That's where the drivers come, uniformed, ready for to start their shift. And wait, it's wait, a- wait. They have uniforms? Yeah, they're uniform drivers. Yes. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, there's no question that you're getting into a, Love it. a car. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going there later today. I go there a couple times a week, and it's a happy place. These, yeah. These drivers are excited to be at work. They're excited to meet people, and a lot of them are very outgoing, and they're, you know, excited to sort of experience uh, their shift and come with a lot of enthusiasm. That's great. But I great. think it's because, you know, they get paid time off. They get benefits. They can choose their shifts. Uh, it's just there's a there's a lot of um, flexibility that they're finding that they they really like. So out of the hundred, how many are typically on the road at a given time at a given uh, rush hour, for instance? Yeah, I so rush hour is not or weekends here in the DC market tend to be our busiest time. Really? Um, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, it, again, you know, we're still we're new in the market and 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 getting used to you know downtown DC. Is not really open back up as far as our office and uh, offices are open. I don't really know because it's that's more of an operational thing. Understood. But we're not at full capacity yet, yeah. but every single week we get bigger and we have more cars um, on on order as we continue to grow as in a market. Now this is ride sharing as well. So I I don't know if you know Empower or this other yes. ride sharing. Yes. So if I book an Alto car mm-hmm. and I'm going from our studios here. Uh, in Washington, D.C., because the show is working in Washington. If I book an, uh, an Alto car from these studios down to, let's say, the Hill, um, conceivably the driver could pick up other people during our ride? Or how, how does that work? No, you, you are the only passenger in the car unless oh. you choose to pick up someone I along the way. Uh-huh. Uh, so, no, that, that does not happen. So, a couple things. I mean, the app experience on Alto is similar to any other rideshare app yeah. as far as you know, creating an account. We do have a membership fee. It's a monthly fee of twelve ninety five a month or $99 for the year, Got which it. allows you a really cool, it opens up a really cool feature, which is pre-scheduling your ride. Perfect. Which is really popular, as you might imagine, when you have a flight or you're leaving to go out of Union Station, you're yeah. having, knowing that you have a car scheduled to come pick you up. Love it. And um, it sounds like you're going towards like where we might service. Yeah. So DC, we serve all eight wards of DC um, for for pickup. Yeah. Then we have kind of like an area around Arlington, Alexandria that we also service. Of course, DCA. Yeah. If you're not from DC, big little secret that yeah. DCA is not in DC. It's actually in Arlington, Virginia. Um, and then we but only insiders know <laughs> right. that. Uh, it's just right across the street. Um, and we're also we also service Dallas Airport. So um, for for pickup, we'll drop off anywhere in the DMV area, in, including Baltimore, BWI, as, okay. as far as we'll go. I was about to ask, because that's yeah. my airport. Yes, yes, it's, it's a great airport. Uh, so the, we're kind of figuring out how we're going to grow. We're also in Chevy Chase, Maryland, but that's about as far as we go into Maryland. Okay. And again, it's just to make sure that our core customers are able to get into the cars that they yeah. want. And we really have found that like DC proper with the density and the apartment buildings and the office buildings, that's really where the need is. We're talking with Kelly Collis. She's the marketing manager for the D.C. market for Alto, a venture-backed ride-sharing service, ride-sharing that you control, uh, that has an elevated brand experience. Again, a, a, a phrase I love. So, marketing. 
Um, what are some ways that you find social media or these other sort of alternative platforms from the from the old traditional marketing that you may uh, that we all sort of remember from from the old days? What what are some ways that Alto has been trying to generate awareness or presence in some of the new platforms? Well, of course, we have a social media uh, efforts and, yep. and, and paid media that that comes out of our Dallas uh, headquarters, and that's been very successful. Uh, but we, you know, here locally, I find um, whether it's partnering with charities and their in their gala and getting you know offering a promo code oh, to at cool. least people to experience it. Yeah. But also looking for like great community partners. For example, uh, Restaurant Week, which is in August in D.C. Uh, we work with restaurants to provide promo codes to get people to the restaurant lunch and dinner. Uh, where it's a, a small discount, and they're able to experience Alto. And then one thing that we've done that's been really fun to do, especially here in D.C., is I look for brand ambassadors or VIP to help me tell the Alto story. And so those include attorneys, media personalities, um, you know, PR firm owners, marketing professionals. Tedliosis, he should write Alto. (laughs) I haven't been able to get Ted yet. Uh, But, you know, that's been really great because they tap into their network and they share with their network how what about Alto. And they also are a great pipeline for me to tell me what's going on in the city. Yeah. Because I'm I'm just one person. So, you know, I, I have a team about of 30 that I've kind of identified and that's growing every day. You know, it's funny you bring that up because uh, a few years ago, I went to South by Southwest in August in, in, in Austin, and Lyft had basically dominated South by Southwest. Now that takes over the entire city, as you I don't know if you've ever been to it. Yes, but, yes. Uh, it's you know that's that's a dominant thing. But your idea of branding with events and venues seems like you're going to get some real traction. Yeah, it's been really successful here in D.C. We had a great activation with the Rammies, the Restaurant Awards that were back in July, uh, where we were able to sort of. Uh, you know, that's a big event. It's 2,000 people. So we were able to provide a lot of rides uh, that evening. And that's a great industry that we're, we're you know, obviously the hospitality world right. is important to Alto because they're, they're, we're in that industry as well. I guess you like Gold Cup and a lot of stuff. You probably are going to. So Gold know, Cup would be out. We would drop off. At just the, outside. We would All drop right. off there, but not pick up. Understood. But I guess my, this is going to sound goofy, but the idea where people might be consuming adult beverages would be a natural uh, back and forth link and restaurant week and other places would be perfect opportunity for that. So competitive. How do you compete against both, I guess, price for one, but that it seems like price seems to be not the yardstick people are using anymore. I guess reliability may be the ultimate competition yardstick. Yeah. I mean, Alto is... Like you said, an elevated ride, and we it is going to cost a little bit more than having a gig driver come and pick you up in three minutes. Yeah. That, that we do take you know ten to fifteen minutes for pickup um, because we do want to match the right car and where you wherever you're doing pickup. But also, you know, if if you're worried about about price, we're really looking for the the, the professional. You're paying for a, a luxury experience. Yeah. And you know that's one of the reasons why we're here in D.C. I mean, D.C. Uh, is one of the top markets in the country. For rideshare, and I think that there's a certain type of customer that wants that safe experience. Yeah. So on the type of influencer that could be alto centric, is it sports? Is it politics? I guess politics would be you'd be by you know the wrong party, whatever. But what, what what are some folks that you're pursuing and that maybe have been a guest on this show that we might be able to help? <laughs> well, basically everyone's on the table, but no, we I do guess. not have any politicians. I, 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 yeah. I and 
that's, that's not really that's it just it just gets a little murky there in yeah, dc that's one but, word for it murky. But, i like that uh we have a partner at a law firm is yeah. a good example we have a um a, a partner at a, a large public relations firm that services high-end clients yeah we also work uh, one of our, our, our fun influencers is the girlfriend of one of the Nationals players. Uh, and, you know, she's always posting about going to the game and going out to eat and doing all that because he's actually injured. So they do have kind of a life here in D.C. rather than always being at the ballpark. So, I mean, it kind of runs the gamut. Wow. I'm just trying to think that would be. You're right. The the injury has been good for Alto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's she's going out a lot more in yeah. D.C. Yeah. Yeah. So, um uh, series C, you mentioned the yes. venture capital backed uh, or venture or I guess whatever, whatever source of capital that the company could pursue. Any sense of kind of like where this ends? Is it 50 cities, 100 cities? I know you're focused on D.C. Mm-hmm. understood. But what's the sense of the of your sense of the company's growth and maybe endgame? I, I think the goal is to be in major cities, of course. I yeah. mean, you know, of course, the beast out there is New York. And what would that look like? The um, beast. But, yeah. yeah. But th- there is growth plans. And, to, you know, from everywhere to Phoenix to Denver, I mean, in, in other markets. Uh, but, you know, we, we still are, we're, we're just a baby. We just started in 2018. Right. So we're working through what those launch recipes look like in each market. Um, because the expansion really has been over the last year. Yeah. When we got our Series B. Um, so a couple of final questions as we wrap up our time with Kelly Collis today, the D.C. marketing manager for Alto. Uh, do you find that you're somewhere in between the limo and the Toyota Corolla that's Uber X for nine bucks? It, 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 what's your sense, if you have research, where do people sort of see you in the, in the experience curve of transportation that's not them? So this is kind of unofficial and very unique to D.C., but this is what I say. Yeah. If rest in limousine had a baby with Uber Black, like the old school Uber Black. When yep. it first launched in D.C., yep. it would be Alto. If Rest in Limousine had a baby with Uber Black, it would mm-hmm. be Alto. So it's an elevated experience. It's a more luxury experience with the professional driver. But it, at the end of the day, it is rideshare. So you can't, it's not like a Rest in Limo where you have to, you know, go yeah. through their booking process. The, the user Just manages done. the, book, the booking process. It. Kelly Collis, we ask our guests here on What's Working in Washington at the end of our show, if you could change one thing, if you ran the world, and you could change one thing, either to start something that isn't happening or stop something that is happening, what would it be? Yeah, this is a tough question. I know. <laughs> and I should be like very finished. altruistic yeah. about it and, and, you know, do world peace or something like that. Yeah. But uh, I will go with what's t- uh, top of mind, uh, which is I have my uh, firstborn heading to college uh, to be a freshman, and I would like to turn the clock of time. <laughs> go back. Yes. One thousand percent. Just maybe, maybe those years between five and ten when I was still kind of a cool person. Yeah. Uh, to, in those his days eyes, are over. Yeah, you know, they're long over. So. So so recapture time. That is, uh, th- that is one of the most universal, uh, I think, needs of humans from all yes. time. Like, yes. if I could go back. Yes. If I only knew what I knew. If I knew then what I know now. Right. For sure. Well, that's a fabulous answer. And Kelly, thank you for being with us today on What's Working in Washington. Thank you for your Alto gifts. I look forward to signing up and being an Alto user. Oh, yeah. I should. RideAlto.com is where you can get the app and learn more about it. Thank you very much. The team behind What's Working in Washington is a great group. The executive producer and editor is Tracy Madigan. Online content, Anna DeGraff. And that theme music you enjoy, performed by The Sunbathers. You've been listening to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Network and streaming as a podcast.